It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be us. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady wrapping up week three and getting into, believe it or not, week four. I know. The halfway point, we're getting close. And it's, uh, yeah, it's going by fast. (laughs) That is... The only statement that I can make this football season with any uh, assurity and confidence. Yeah, yeah. By the way, real quick, I know, well, by the time this comes out, it might be over, but for the athlete of the week, for the Times Herald and whatever, like I know you usually vote for your own players, like you vote for the school you're at, but Ethan Bowerman literally set a state record. Like, come on, he scored six touchdowns in 12 minutes of football. That's impressive. And seven in a game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of put your your take your little visor thing off that points you only down the road of your team. And I'm trying – let me look who the other nominees were. I think, like, MJ Green was one who had a nice game in his own right. Ryan Trombley was one. Um, I'm trying to remember the last one. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, And Caden Rogers. All had very nice weeks. They didn't set state records. They they didn't. So, anyway. Well, maybe a lot of people will vote up in Deckerville. Yeah. So, you hear that, Deckerville? Get up and vote. Yeah. Anyway, anything else Uh, before we get into this? That's it. We'll we'll kind of uh, put the wraps on uh, week three. I was at the Mooney game Saturday. We'll talk about that uh, and get into the thick of conference play. The the thick of conference play and and, uh, some of the, the things like Ethan Bowerman's performance. Uh, it's all coming up on uh, today's show, plus our top tens, uh, which this is a segment that I'm now ready to abandon because I hate it. Because you just don't know what to do with it. I, do I just I hate the top ten, and well, we'll get into it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be us. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady wrapping up week three and getting into, believe it or not, week four. I know. The halfway point, we're getting close and... It's, uh, yeah, it's going by fast. <laughs> that is the only statement that I can make this football season with any uh, assurity and confidence. Yeah, yeah. By the way, real quick, I know, well, by the time this comes out, it might be over, but for the athlete of the week, for the Times Herald and whatever, like I know you usually vote for your own players, like you vote for the school you're at, but Ethan Bowerman literally set a state record. Like, come on, he scored six touchdowns in 12 minutes of football. That's and, impressive. And seven in a game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah, kind of, kind, of, kind of put your, your – take your little visor thing off that points you only down the road of your team. And I'm trying – let me look yeah. who the other nominees were. I think, like, MJ Green was one who had a nice game in his own right. Ryan Trombley was one. Um, I'm trying to remember the last one. Let me pull it up. Real quick. Um, and Caden Rogers. All had very nice weeks. They didn't set state records. Yeah, they, they didn't. So, anyway. Well, maybe a lot of people will vote up in Deckerville. Yeah. So, I don't, you hear that, I, Deckerville? Get up and vote. Yeah. Anyway, anything else uh, before that, we get into this? And, that, that's it. We'll, we'll kind of uh, put the wraps on uh, week three. I was at the Mooney game Saturday. We'll yeah. talk about that. Uh, and get into the thick of conference play. The, the thick of conference play and, and uh, some of the, the things like Ethan Bowerman's performance. Uh, it's all coming up on uh, today's show. Plus our top tens, uh, which this is a segment that I'm now ready to abandon because I hate it. Because you, you just don't know what to do with it. I, do I, just, I hate the top ten and, well, we'll get into it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, we we kind of wrap up week three first, uh, Brady. I got to see Cardinal Mooney play on uh, Saturday, and um, they were impressive in a win, but but I'm going to say this right from the uh, the onset. Gross Point Liggett, you should be having tryouts for a punter <laughs> because that's just stupid to play football that way. You didn't give your kids a chance in that game against Mooney because you couldn't punt the ball, so you kept going for it inside your own 40, and you got destroyed when you couldn't make a first down. Mooney jumped down your throats. Too good of a football team to give opportunities like that to. Mooney were like sharks, and And they destroyed Liggett. And I don't think Liggett is really that bad, but Mooney shredded them because Liggett said, here you go. Well, credit to them. They pounced on it. Yeah, You've been at games this year, Northern against East Point. They were on the East Point half of the 50 most of the game, and East Point's defense stepped up, and Northern's offense couldn't capitalize. It's to, and they, were, they didn't, like, miss one, right? They were, like, five for five on short fields, right? They, they, they scored, yeah, on uh, – they, they had a 27-yard drive scored. They were at 37, kicked a field goal. At the 25, scored. At the 10, scored. They had one from the 33 and scored. Uh, they scored, I think – on six of their first seven possessions of the game. Wow. They were perfect in the first half. That is really impressive. (laughs) Uh, I mean, no, actually, I think they scored on seven of their first eight possessions. Their first possession of the third quarter, they changed some guys out because they were up 37 to nothing, uh, and they put Brian Everhart in, and they ran an option, and, and Brian went to pitch the ball and dropped it. So they turned it over, but then he got it back on the next possession and threw a touchdown pass. So, <laughs> so impressed with Mooney, though. Very impressed with uh, with Mooney. Uh, let's uh, let's hear how it uh, sounded, and then we can kind of get into detail. Two receivers to the left and three to the right, and an empty backfield for Ruse working out of the gun, and he's running an option here, and then he tried to flip it, and the ball was batted down, incomplete. A big stop for Mooney. They stop him on fourth and three at the Liggett 27, and that's where Mooney will take over the football for their first offensive possession of the game. And Hazenlater takes the direct snap, and he's on the move, trying to bounce outside to the 10. He's to the five. He's to the goal line. He's into the end zone for a Cardinal touchdown. And with 10.22 to go here in the first quarter, Mooney takes a six to nothing lead. Fourth down and seven Liggett from their own 37. Williams, part of a trio of receivers to the left. They've got two players bunched to the right, and Ruse out of the gun, rolls out to his left, fires towards the sideline, and overthrows the intended receiver there, Jeremy Calloway Jr., and again, they turn it over on downs in their own territory, and they're going to try a field goal here. Ricard will come out. This will be a 31-yard attempt. Everhart the hold. 
Ricard's kick is on the way, and it's right down the middle. He got it. Ricard from 31 with 7.01 to go here in the first quarter gives Cardinal Mooney a 10 to nothing lead. They're looking at fourth down and seven in their own territory at their own 25-yard line, and they're going for it again, and this time pressure coming. Ruse on the run, dumps it off, and that's dropped. Intended for Edwards, and he couldn't hang on. And for the third straight time, Liggett has turned the ball over deep in their own territory. This time, Mooney will get it at the 25-yard line. Everhart is split out wide to the right. Ryan Trombley to the left. And again, out of the eye formation with Beauchamp in front of Hazenlater. They'll give it to Hazenlater, and he's going to score easily right up the middle. Nobody touched him. Touchdown, Cardinals. A five-yard run for Brendan Hazenlater. That's his second touchdown here in the first quarter. And Mooney goes up 16 to nothing. Carson Roos has started the game just 2 of 10 for 13 yards. Again, out of the shotgun on second down and 10. They're going to set up a screen pass here. It's complete, and there's a little room to uh, run this time for Callaway, and then he lost the football, and it's picked up by Hazenlater. He's going back the other way, and he's to the 10-yard line before they drag him out of bounds. Everhart split wide to the uh, right, and Trombley to the left. Eye formation again. Rolling out is Taranta, and he actually had room to run, and it's a Mooney touchdown. It was deflected by the defense, and a Mooney receiver caught the ball in the end zone for a score. It's all going right for Cardinal Mooney. I think that ball was uh, caught by Luke Bright. So it's a 10-yard pass to uh, Bright on a play where I was going to say Taranta should have just run with the uh, ball. But as it was, it hit a a defender and pinballed to uh, Bright, and he's got Mooney's latest touchdown. And Rickard will bang the extra point through. And with 4.25 to go here in the first, it's 23-0 Mooney. So pick up a three makes it second down and goal to go. And they'll go with two receivers to either side here. And Hazenlater the only back, so they'll spread it out a little bit. They'll give it to Hazenlater, and he'll bang his way to the goal line and into the end zone for another Cardinal touchdown. A two-yard run from Brendan Hazenlater, his third touchdown here in the opening quarter. And with 53 seconds to go in the first, Mooney's up 29 to nothing. Again, they'll go two receivers to either side, and Taranto will work out of the shotgun. Hazen later to his right here in the backfield. Straight drop, and they're throwing for Trombley, and he's got the catch at the 40, to the 50, to the 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it. Touchdown, Ryan Trombley, 75 yards. For a Mooney score, and they go up 36 to nothing with 2.09 to go here in the first half. They'll go pro set again in the backfield with the receiver to each side. Everhart comes up under center on second and four. Everhart's going to roll out, and he's going to fire for the end zone, and Hazenlater leaps up into the air, makes the catch for another Mooney touchdown. 16 yards, Everhart. To Hazenlater for his fourth touchdown of the game. That's his second catch. He's doing it all. And Mooney goes up 43 to nothing. But Everhart is going to go under center. He'll take a knee. And that will be the final play of the game. Cardinal Mooney, impressive this afternoon, goes to 3-0 on the season. And they win their league opener, beating Gross Point Leggett 43-8. 
Uh, and, yeah, very impressive by uh, Cardinal Mooney in this one, Brady. Uh, Lazen Hader is the, the real deal. Uh, 126 yards rushing, three touchdowns, caught two passes for 44 yards and a touchdown. And if he played anywhere in our area that wasn't called Cardinal Mooney, we'd be making a bigger deal about it. Like if he played for Marine City or St. Clair or Marysville or one of the Port Huron schools, we would be talking about this guy until we didn't have any breath left. Well, I mean, we were kind of talking about it off the air. You look at what Cardinal Mooney's schedule is. It's setting them up very nicely to maybe have the best year they've ever had. I mean, they haven't had an eight-win season since 2001. First time since 05, they started off 3-0. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say Cardinal Mooney is a team that could not only – I mean, we know Everest is going to be the big tough game. Shrine's been down, Lakes is down, and it seems like Cabrini's down. Whitmore Lake's a question mark, but K-Pack's a winnable game. The rest are winnable. They could hope be, be the one seed in the district. Yeah. Well, uh, Whitmore Lake is, what, 3-0, and but we don't really know about who they've beaten. Yeah, they've beaten uh, Ann Arbor, Gabriel, Richard. They're down. Pittsford. I you could have told me it's Pittsburgh, and I wouldn't know the difference. And, it, <laughs> and, and the Pirates aren't that good anyways. And Dearborn Advanced Tech. Okay. And well. I actually, I don't think, let me double check. Yeah. Uh, Whitmore Lake is 3-0, and but the combined record of their opponents is 0-9. Well, I, so I, that tells you something. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell me, I'm gonna tell you right now that that Mooney is has won me over. Um, defensively, now uh, in three weeks, they they've given up 15 points. Liggett is an unusual type of offense for high school football. Basically, well, usually that they don't score. Well, no, for the, they, but they do. They did before they played Mooney. They scored over 30 in both of their games prior to play. I think they had 30, 34 and 38. Uh yeah, I don't know why this still says they lost to communication media arts. Now the the state site yeah, they, says they won right, the game, which is yeah, might just be a typo. But anyway, uh, but but it, but at any rate, I mean they are uh their small package is four receivers, and generally they go five wide with an empty backfield. Not a lot of teams do that in high school, uh, and yet Mooney worked on it all week and they defended it and. Uh, I, Liggett was like 0 for 6 on fourth down conversions in the game, and, and four of them were on their own side of the 50 where, where they gave Mooney easy points. Uh, uh, but And then Mooney on offense, they came out and they did wildcat until Liggett showed that they could stop it, and they scored uh, a couple of touchdowns off of that. Th- then they go I formation. Mm-hmm. Then they spread the field. Then they go pro set in the backfield. And everything they run, they look very comfortable. They didn't throw a lot, but they were five out of six for 140 yards and two touchdowns when they threw the ball. Uh, and and, and it's uh, Hazenlater is a big part of it, but Ryan Trombley had a 75-yard touchdown uh, catch. The fullback, Ben Beauchamp, three carries for 33 yards. So your, your fullback is averaging 11 yards a carry when you give them the ball. Um, they're not using Rice yet on offense, but you know when he's been there a couple of weeks and is more familiar with the system, they're going to give him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, he, he just showed up, so you got to let the kids that have been there get their fair shake. Yeah. They've but, basically got two starting quarterbacks. There's nothing wrong with Everhart when he gets into the game. No, and 
like you mentioned, they do it out of a lot of different fronts and a lot of different formations. It just seems like it, everything's gelling. And Dennis, how many kids would you say were on the Mooney team, like rostered? They, they've got, I think, 31 kids now. And uh, Kenny Semelsberger was telling me after the pep rally Friday, two more kids asked if so they could join the team. They have 33 kids. And, like, that's – we've seen schools that are, like, D3, D2 that have 30-some kids on their roster. Like, that is a good number – of players to have. That's something different because you said Liggett had what, like 15? Uh, Liggett. Or like uh, 17? Liggett, they, they, they had 17 dressed for the game on Saturday. Now, there were more kids on their roster than they had playing in the game, but they only had 17 kids active in that game on Saturday. Yeah, so that's a huge difference, especially in D8. And Cardinal, and I believe I saw that Mooney uh, cracked the top 10 in Division 8 and the free. I'm not surprised by that. No. I mean, you look at their – you have to give them credit. They are just obliterating teams. They're smothering them, and they're doing it in a dominant fashion. I expect them to be 5-0 and going into Everest. Now, the question with Mooney is, you're a football program that hasn't had any expectations in almost 20 years. How are you going to handle it that, yeah, now we're talking about you. Times Herald's writing about you. Now you got a little bit of a target on your back. Now people are expecting you to win. It's not like, oh, yeah, hey, Mooney might be up this year. It's no, Mooney's good. Now are you just a good borderline playoff team? Or are you a team we could see playing for a regional title? Well, I don't know if I'm ready to put them quite there yet, but I'm ready to say that this is a good team, and I I think they're going to make the playoffs. All right. Well, I think I don't know who they're going to go up against once they they get there. I know there are websites that kind of calculate all that stuff, but it's still all guessing. Yeah. And like I don't know, but but I, I like I they've got two games on their their schedule that I would look at and go, okay, let's see about those. But everything else to me, they're, they're, they're at least, at least, Brady, a seven-win team, at least. Well, and you're doing their Shrine game, right, yeah. on Saturday? Because, hey, they're the only game on Saturday. Might as well do it. But, no, that's that's a good win for the Cardinals. They're moving on. And, well, they're one team I think we know a lot about, but there's a lot we don't. I, I think you said to me earlier today, you're like, you know – I'm starting to get kind of excited for what could potentially be with Port here on High and Port here on Northern. Yeah, uh, that, that's looking more and more to me like a really potentially like it's it's been big before, and I think they've both had you know. Well, yeah, I, the, I think the, we've the, had years what, recently, 2019. Where, yeah, yeah. Where, where they were both really good. 2018 but I, too. But I mean, Northern Northern should be undefeated going into that game. Looking at what's in front of them, they should be undefeated going into that game. Lance Cruz is the biggest question mark to me, but oh, they beat Lakeshore nine seven. Never mind. Yeah, though well, that's that's what I mean. Like Lakeshore had given up a hundred points in two games, and Lance Cruz only scores nine points, and then like figure out Lakeshore thirty six points four to nineteen points four to seven points four. So I don't Jeez. even know what's going on uh, there. I, I just know that Northern defense is really good um and i i think the offense is going to do enough that they're going to be undefeated going into the, the game the only thing that bothers me a little bit and you know hey they beat frazier i'm gonna eat my crow i think uh 
I'm going to have to give them love. But the one thing that's different, like, okay, when you're a be- when you have an explosive offense and maybe an all right defense, hey, you make a mistake offensively, okay, you overthrew a touchdown, whatever. It's now second and 10 instead of first and 10. You make one mistake defensively, that's seven points. It's a lot harder to expect your defense to play a near-perfect game than it is your offense because even if you throw an interception, your defense can still come out and bail you out. But – I mean, it doesn't take much, Dennis. You know, a kid could just trip over someone's feet or a half a second miscommunication, boom, touchdown. And if they're playing these low-scoring slugfest games, that's the only thing that if there is any caution to give, that's what I would. But they haven't done it yet. I mean, they dropped 15 nothing to Frazier and then bowed up and gave up 16 yards the rest of the game. Yeah. That well, and, is and, unbelievably impressive. And don't get caught up on the East Point thing and only scoring eight points. They scored 35 against Marysville, and they right. scored 22 last week. That's 57 points in two games. That's not bad. No. Especially when you have a good defense. Yes, it is. It is very good. And it's just, yeah, they, they had a bad game on offense against East Point. Give East Point a little bit of credit, too. They played really hard, really well. They're very athletic. They're, they, they are a team that doesn't have a lot of guys on the roster, but the guys that they have on the roster are football players. So Yeah, I mean, again, they should beat Lakeshore this coming week. Um, they're kind of becoming this uh, team that, Dennis, I know beginning of the year, we're like, I, we go back and listen to our camera show, we're like, this team could win seven, eight games. They could win three. We didn't know. And they are just churning it out. And I think I gave the stat, it's been what, like, 20-some games since they've given up 30 points Yeah, in a game, which is remarkable. That was against Romeo back in 2019, week two. You know, and, and I, I love Port Huron. We talk about this all the time. They got at least three kids on that team that are in scoring position as soon as they line up at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they went to Sterling Heights, and their defense had to really win that game for them. Mm-hmm. I think what the, the defense basically scored two touchdowns and set up a third. Yeah. Something like that. And again, the thing, um, we, I think, I don't know if we talked about it on the air. We maybe talked about it off is you, you hear this thing and it's, we call it ranking inertia. What if at the beginning of the year we had port here on Northern at like number three and we had port here on high at like number eight or nine, would we still have them port here on high above Northern? Or we just go northern is what we thought they were. Well, and that, that's what, you know, like I sat here this week when we do our top ten later, and I'm going, who do I really think is better between these two teams? I've seen all three northern games. I've seen one of PH's games, mm-hmm. but they were pretty darn good against Tower. Yeah, and you're not going to see them this week because they're at Frazier. And that was a game last year that was a trap game for Northern. Yeah. And with a young team, a, a Frazier team that probably feels like they let one get away, that could be – I don't want to call it a trap game because I think Frazier's actually a somewhat decent yeah, team. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a tough game. And, and might end up being in the playoffs. But. And, and, as, and as I look at the Big Reds' schedule, right now theirs is a little bit tougher – headed to the, the game against Northern, then Northern's like Northern's going to beat Lakeshore. Northern's going to beat Sterling Heights. I think they'll beat Lance Cruz. I'd say they're the favorite, but I'm not ready to chisel that in stone. So, PH, 
at Frazier. If it's at the stadium, I'm picking the Big Reds all the way. Frazier PH is a coin flip. At Frazier, that's a tough game. But and here's the other thing. I think they'll beat Lance Cruz. I think they'll beat Lakeshore. Northern and PH are two very different style football teams. Like, Northern is grinded out. It's not pretty all the time, but their defense will suffocate you. They don't have, like, they're not going to be as explosive offensively. Where PH maybe, well, at least in the first game, struggled a bit defensively since then. They put it on lockdown. Yeah. But they've been good the last two weeks. But they also have a little more explosion on offense, maybe a little younger than Northern, especially in some key spots. Ah, like, if you had to, if you made me pick right now between Northern and PH, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I think I would guess and hope I was right. Thank you. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Well, I've been here with you the whole time, but all right. Um, it, uh, all I can say is it must have been a really easy week in week three because, uh, like, I went 10-0 and 0 and yeah. you went 9-1. and 1 And the one game I was wrong on was a one-touchdown game. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, but prior to that, like, anything, like, with picks, I've been pulling my hair out trying to figure this out. And I think out. we have some more this week, too, especially oh. come BWAC time. Um, uh, do you want to finish up the Mac games before we get into take a break and get into the BWAC? Um, yeah, let's. Uh, so, what do we got going on here? Marine City goes down to Fitzgerald. Um, this this could be two things to me. This could be really interesting, or this could be Marine City being Marine City, and they're the team that goes down there and shuts down Fitzgerald, who I think has scored 64, 62, and 40-something points in three games. Fitzgerald, 64-6 over Cousineau, but congratulations, we could go get Central Middle School and score 60 on Cousineau. <laughs> uh, Lanfear, 62-48. That's a game that I'm not sure what that says for both teams. And then 34-12 over Clintondale. I'd like to have seen get a little more info on that game. I know Marine City, their coaches, they're not thinking this is going to be a pushover. They're not going to be able to roll the ball out and win 45 nothing. Again, this is a game last year. I said it. If they played them at the end of the season instead of week one, Fitzgerald would have given them a scare. They were a good team. They just... COVID hurt them because they didn't have their full playbook in with the camp and they were running eight plays and Marine City was just better prepared because you you, you enroll in kindergarten and you learn how to run a bootleg pass. Like, that's how it happens yeah. at Marine City. And this is probably the toughest game on the schedule unless Hazel Park is legit, which I'm going to err on. They're not until they... If they beat Marysville in Marysville, I'll give them a little more respect. And this but. is another one of these games where my heart screams Marysville and my head goes, Hazel Park hasn't given up a point. Maybe you should forget last year and the year before. Yeah, but. Since they've come into Mac and maybe they're a good team this year. But look at who they've shut out. They shut out Lincoln, who it, they lost to Algonac and then lost to uh, Hazel Park. And then they shut out Madison, who, oh, they were 2-0, and but they beat New Haven and Shrine, and neither yeah, of those teams have won a game. but they 89 points in those two games. Yeah, You're but doing something right. I mean, I, I don't care who you're playing. You score 89 points. You, you've got to know how to do something. Yeah, it just – I don't know. And they've only put up 34 points in – or 44 points 
in two weeks. That's another thing. Like, Lincoln's a not very good team, and you only put up 30. Madison, who, you know, was – I don't think well, – they, they've, they've given up, up they've six, given up six point. points. But, again, the two teams they beat are combined 0-6. Like, what does that tell you? That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, but if I, if, if I went by that, you know – what what are the records of the teams that Marine City's beaten this year? Marine City two and let's see two and four Saint Clair or two and something. Saint Clair is one and two. South Lake is one and two, and Mary, so they're three and, they're six. three and six. But that's a lot better than zero and six or zero and nine, like we talked about before. This is a game again for Marysville if they want to think playoffs because they've been Jekyll or Hyde. And again, I said this, they didn't think they played they didn't hurt themselves. I know it sounds weird to say they didn't play bad in a forty eight to eight loss. You could just tell Marine City was outgunning them and had better athletes and made the tackles and made the adjustments and everything like that. If Marysville wants to be a playoff team, they're gonna have to win their next three games because Fitzgerald's gonna be tough. Lamp Fear is a question mark, and St. Clair is just gonna be a, a bloodbath. Um, and speaking of St. Clair, and I mean that like they're gonna. It's gonna be a tough game. Not one team's gonna be. Yeah, no. Route the other. No, uh, St. Clair's got East Point this week. Uh, all I'm gonna say about this Jeez, is I'm already getting nervous for the picks. They better take East Point seriously now. St. Clair is going to outman them. And the Saints preach toughness and being physical. That's exactly what they need. Wear, try to wear down East Point uh, because if St. Clair thinks this is automatic, they're going to lose this football game. Yeah, you saw the Shamrocks play. Uh, they didn't have a lot of guys out. I mean, Mooney probably had more kids on their team than East Point, yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. East Point's I mean, class East, East is Point, a Division three school. East Point like, had 30 guys in the roster, and I think they had like 25 dressed. Yeah. But what, what do we know about East Point? They get run by River Rouge. That's Again, not a surprise. River Rouge is a what a state champion. Yeah, let's here, for, just for context. I'm going to go back about nine seasons and give you River Rouge's record: nine and two, thirteen and one, eight and two, ten and three, eleven and two, twelve and two, ten and two, seven and two, eleven and one. And they lost the state championship to a DeWitt team that was steamrolling yeah. everyone so, and probably would have beat Eastern Michigan I'm, last I'm year. I'm throwing that game away, kind of like we do when we look at the Big Reds and Stony Creek yes. and we look at Crosslex and Williamston. Mm -hmm. We're giving the benefit of the doubt to those teams. I'm going to give East Point the benefit of the doubt against River Rouge in week one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to look at what they've done since, and that was gave Northern a heck of a scare, and they had – Every right to win that football game, East Point did. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, the, you know, they crushed Cousin like I said they would. And that's what you need to do. It's in St. Clair. De Dennis, I could make an argument to pick in all of our games outside of, I think, Northern in the MAC. I wouldn't laugh at you if you picked either team in the other four games. Uh, we might, like, sit here and, like, blindfold and throw darts up at a board. To, to make my picks uh, this week. Uh, real quick, Anchor Bay at uh, Utica Ford and Centerline at New Haven. Is, does New Haven finally have a chance to end what is now, what, the longest losing streak in the state? Yeah, it's tied for the longest active. I don't know. I mean, Centerline's it's, not good. I mean, I know they beat Voyager, but I'm going to assume Voyager I'm going to, I'm, again, Centerline is the, Centerline's the favorite until they don't, until New Haven wins, like, and by the way, 
I know. I think we talked about this before. New Haven's last win was over St. Clair Shores Lakeview. <laughs> yeah, like we'll like I would have guessed it was it was like Centerline or Lamphere or Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. Nope, Lakeview. <laughs> Eh, that, and, and and that's why it's so hard to to figure. Anyways, take a break, and then we'll uh, start up in the uh, the BWAC uh, as we uh, continue to analyze. And then a little later, our our top tens, which I lost sleep over again this week. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. 
Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, and uh, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. And let's hit uh, what's going on in the uh, BWAC uh, this week. Do you, do you want to start with the big game, or do you want to talk about the other three first, which we think let's are just more go, one-sided? Let's just go in reverse alphabetical order. Reverse alphabetical Because we always start with the A's. Let's start with Yale, since they're usually at – the last one we talk about. Okay, they're at uh, home this week against North Branch. Both teams are one and two. Yeah, North Branch is uh, was going to be a little angry from, I think, a game that they maybe felt they should have won, and it was 34-28 with, uh, with just, um, what, a minute left? So, I don't know. North Branch, I think, is going to take it to Yale, although... This has you said Yale's at home, right? Yeah. This has all the makings for that be wacky upset. Yeah, you know, I've been like a team we're writing off in Yale. They lost to maybe two of the better teams in the league. They're taking bringing in a team that's struggled the last two weeks to find its footing. I've been not picking on, but doubting North Branch. Uh, I'm not doubting North Branch in this one. Um, they're a different kind of one and two. They've had to play Crosslex. Uh, and Armada to to open up uh, the the season, and those are two tough opponents. Um, and they 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 battled in both. In the end, they lost at Crosslex twenty eight to seven. But you were there, Brady. It was uh, it was a in fourteen quarter, seven game or twelve seven twelve seven game. Yeah. And you thought for a second North Branch is going to beat them. Yeah, I, they were driving. They got it near midfield. It was a it was a bad decision by Will Damasca, but he was under pressure. I think he tried to throw it away and just didn't get enough under it. And it was a pick, and then Cross-Lex kind of put the nail in the coffin after that point. But North Branch going to Yale is a game that will tell me, okay, this will also tell is, is, is Armada actually a pretty darn good football team? Or is North Branch closer to Yale than they are the top? They really did lose a lot. Well, and I think the, the fact that North Branch and Armada was a close game 
I just I, I think North Branch is a heavy favorite right now against uh, Yale the way it stacks up. Just like I think Elmont is a heavy favorite over Elginac, and just like I think Croslex is a heavy favorite over Imlay City. So let's start Croslex Imlay City since you're doing the alphabetical thing. Well, Richmond I, I'm, would I'm, be I'm, next, I'm, but well, I'm cheating on that I know. one because they're playing an A team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and because that's going to be the best game of the week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, well, Al, you said you wanted to go to Croslex yeah, next. Croslex, MLA City. MLA City's 0-3, but to me, I consider this the bigger trap game than North Branch having to go to Yale, even though I think Croslex is going to take care of business here. I just – But, I mean, MLA City at home, I, I mean, MLA they gave City, Richmond a hard time. Yeah, that again, six turnovers it took to make that a close game. Cross Lex, I think, is going to be too good, too big up front. The biggest difference why MLA City couldn't really do a whole lot against Richmond, they were bullied up front. Richmond has some dudes on the both sides of the trenches. Cross Lex has some dudes on both sides of the trenches. I think you're going to see a run game. I don't think you're going to see Jake Townsend throw it for 300 yards or two fifty or whatever. Go off throwing the ball. I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of running. Maybe he runs for more than he passes. Because I need to see MLA City actually, you know, secure the line of scrimmage before I trust them to beat Cross Lex. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to beat them. I'm well, just right, or saying at least that, keep it. Like, you know, if there were a game where you're not paying attention and, and somebody was going to do something screwy. No, I, I, just, I, I just think MLA City has a better chance to do that to somebody right now than Yale does. No, Cross Lex is, is rolling right now. They They – I mean, I, let me see. I think uh, they so they scored forty four points in their game against Yale, right? Yep. Do you know how many plays they ran in the entire game? Thirty nine. Thirty nine <laughs> plays, and they scored forty four points, and they only had four plays in the second half. Yeah, it happens. Mooney had uh, had one possession in the second quarter and scored a touchdown. Yeah. They so went 98 I yards think, in about four plays. I think Croslex <laughs> is getting it going. They're figuring it out, and they're not going to – I don't think they'll be looking ahead to Richmond in a couple weeks. All right. Um, Elmont at Algonac. Uh, Elmont is now 2-1. and one. They've been pretty impressive the last two weeks. Uh, Algonac is 1-2. and two. They got a, a win in week one, uh, and then they've struggled since. Yeah, I'll apologize to Almont. I think that's another team we kind of glossed over because of last year. Well, we year. just didn't know. Right, and yeah. Like, you got to have some some data, some information right. before you, you, you can know. But Al, like you said, Algonac won week one. Since then, they haven't scored a point. Uh, I don't know. I just – I hope Algonac figures it out. I hope – they make this a, a closer game because, again, wh- why are all the underdogs at home this week? And why do I feel like when you come in Friday night, you're going to go, oh, this happened? Are you kidding me? I don't have that feeling this week. Like, I I, I don't. <laughs> there are weeks where I have that feeling that you're feeling right now. This isn't the I week that I'm feeling. You have, like, so the three proverbial favorites, we'll call them, are all traveling on the road. That None of them are, they're weird places to play. You have a swamp, you have pickles, 
and and you have uh, you have a <laughs> municipal park, like it's all with weird. a river running yeah. through it. It all has really weird places to play. It's a game. Oh, we're saying you're saying oh, you know, it's going to be three favorites. You know, I don't think it'll be too much. I just maybe not a win, but a game you're like that. It was that close. What went wrong? So, and we haven't had one yet. So now, Richmond Armada. I'm going to give you a few numbers here. Oh, by the way, um, before we get to that, MLA City Cross-Lex nominated for Detroit Lions Game of the Week. Uh, We got it in week two with Port Huron High and Warren Woods Tower. So uh, it's surprising. It takes the Detroit Lions to realize there's some actual good football (laughs) going on in the area. So uh, go on, vote for that. We put it out on our Twitter. Um, Support. Support them. It would be a good thing for both schools. Yeah. And early in the voting, they were they were up. So keep it Go going and keep and hey, the Lions are doing something right. They're recognizing the Blue Water area. Thank you. So uh, uh, all right. So r- the last twenty five times Richmond and Armada have gotten together, Richmond has won twenty three of those twenty five. But Armada is looking to make it back to back wins with this year's game. Yeah. They stunned the Blue Devils at home in the opener. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Armada has been absolutely dominant this year against um, everyone they've played. I mean, they gave up 28 points to North Branch. That's the only points they've given up. And again, there was 34-21 with 60 seconds left on the clock. And North Branch got that last desperation score to try to make it a game. This is probably the most interesting this rivalries game's been in a long time. Well, I, I'm going to say this. All right, so Clawson and Algonac maybe aren't great, but Armada just destroyed them. And, and again, all three of their wins, Brady, they're 3-0 and with three road wins. Haven't played a home game. This will be their first Here's another game. stat for you. Armada played six games on the field last year, and – the 2021 Armada Tigers are one point behind the 2020 Armada, Armada Tigers offensively. Yeah. 48 so that nothing, tells you something. 37 nothing, 34 28. They can run the football. Yeah. And, and they don't hide it. No. And it's going to be a battle of who up front. Um, Found out that Richmond, remember we talked about the penalties against Algonac. Guess they cleaned that up a bit. Had two and they were both offsides penalties. So that and obviously they cleaned up the turnovers. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if they have penalties and turnovers at Armada, Richmond's going to be in trouble. Which, by the way, we called an audible. You're going to Armada for that game. Yeah, this one was too irresistible to pass up. <laughs> it, it really, it really was. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited because again, I don't know who the hell's going to win this football game. Like these are two good teams, and. and I, I don't know how di- how dissimilar are they. Maybe Richmond Rick throws it a little more. And I didn't see Algonac, so I can't speak to that. Jake Morgan, I mean, he had an ADR touchdown pass to Hitzelberger. It was what like I we saw the video. It wasn't. It was more Hitzelberger breaking a couple tackles. Still a nice throw. Like I've seen Morgan make a couple really nice throws. But if I'm Armada, I th- well if I'm both teams. I'm stacking the box and saying, your quarterback's going to beat me. 
I'm daring you to throw it and hoping I can get pressure. You saw Richmond get pressure. Wesley Peters had a ton of pressure in the MLA City game, and that's why the Spartans couldn't complete a comeback. And, and Richmond is probably the biggest team that Armada has had to, to face. Like, can they yeah. match her? Because Armada is beefy up front. Mm -hmm. They're big. Yeah, it, it's going to be a war of attrition. Who makes the least mistakes? And Armada is a team that's feeling it right now. They're playing with confidence. Richmond, would you have thought at the beginning of the year that Richmond Armada in week four could have huge implications on the BWAC title? Well, I, I think it definitely has huge implications. And I'll even go this route. Just because one of these teams is going to lose doesn't necessarily mean they're out of the race. No. Where in a lot of years you say, well, you know, the winner of this game is is in good shape and the loser, sorry for your luck. But the way the league is structured with Richmond, with Armada, with Croslex, with potentially Elmont, one loss might not put you out of it because teams might beat up on each other this year. Richmond has Armada and Croslex back-to-back. -back. Those are going to be two very physical games. Blue Devils are going to ha have to be in really good shape. So th this this is, yeah, I just think this is going to be a fun game. I'm really excited to see Denny Saligan, and I'm really excited to see how that matchup against the Armada defense works. I'm excited. Over under 450 total rushing yards between both teams. Or, or nothing, and this is a 3 nothing game. Yeah. Because they sit at midfield banging and knocking each other's shoulder pads off, and nobody can get anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it more, but this is a game. I don't know how both coaches are going to go about it, but from what I've seen from Richmond, uh, I'm stacking the box. I mean, you can't let Saligan get outside, but it's going to be who tackles better and who can – force the negative play because when you run as much as both these two teams do getting behind the chains puts them in peculiar situations so anyway i'm very excited for that uh football game on uh, friday night uh in the gtc east speaking of games i'm very excited to see how harbor beach at ubley turns out and i think we might have differing opinions on this now i i i think I think Ubley is the favorite to win the game, but I'm telling you right now, don't count Beach out. They've put up 100 points in the last two games. Their one loss is to a very good bad axe team, uh, and, and it wasn't a lopsided loss. Harbor Beach is actually leading the league right now, uh, and I know Ubley has had three very nice wins. They figured it out at halftime against Marlette and outscored them 28 nothing in the second half to win that game. I know you have your theory about Ubley, but Ubley football has been what it's been for three decades. Now I don't know why this year that theory would hold any more than any other year. Because I think they're just fed up. Like, I think there becomes a point where you just go, I'm not, like... I would have been fed up after a decade. Right, but I mean, like, before it's gone in, like, spurts, like, you look, okay, in the 2000s, they had, like, two or three years where they'd make a run, and then they, you know would be good but not state championship good then they'd have another little run 
The last two years, they've lost in the semifinals and the finals. They just seem like a team possessed. It's not that I don't think Harbor Beach is good, and I think they'll make the playoffs, and they might be Ubley's biggest threat to making it back to Ford Field when it's all said and done. But I just think Ubley is not taking no for an answer, and they are steamrolling this entire schedule. I do think Harbor Beach will be the closest game they play, but I bet you it's still a two-touchdown victory for Ubley. Well, that'll be interesting. That'll be the first game you have to pick on Pick's Day. Yeah, we'll that's going to be tough. Stay with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. Here's going to be our Pick's lineup on Thursday. Ubley Harbor Beach, P.H. Frazier, Marysville Hazel Park, Marine City uh, Fitz. You're going to have St. Clair East Point and Richmond Armada. Yeah. That's a tough slate of games. Yes, it is. Like, there's minimum out of that five coin flip games. Yes, there are. Here's just, here's one that that's fun. K Pack at Memphis. They're both one and two. Yeah, I if, if Ubley Harbor Beach wasn't on there, I'd almost put this game on there <laughs> because this is no. It's it's two yeah, programs that yeah. are trying to to, you know, to get right better, the, right the ship, and I think they both have some good leadership and they're taking positive steps. K Pack and Memphis are going to be very interesting. I, I hope this is a good game, and this is a game that the winner, you know, going to be 2-2. Two and two. I don't know if they're how much more success they'll have the rest of the year, especially Memphis with the rest of their schedule is brutal. But that's a nice win. I mean, KPAC still has Brown City on the schedule. That I mean, that's, a, that's another winnable game for the Chiefs. It, it, it's a fun little game to see what's going to happen, and it's two programs that are taking the step in the right direction. Yeah, and then uh, Marlette looking to bounce back. They're at Brown City. Brown City's really struggling uh, this year. And, um, again, Marlette, they were probably excited at halftime. Yeah. And and then they kind of got told, no, not yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> this year. Maybe next year. But um, – uh, I expect Marlette to, to be able to bounce back and for the air raid to uh, have a few bombing runs hmm. <laughs> before that one is over. And uh, Sandusky uh, got a uh, big win over KPAC last week to get on the board, but now they've uh, got to uh, take on a, a bad axe team that's pretty good. Yeah. So, all right, top ten up next, and I don't even have mine done yet. Oh, you don't want to? mentioned Mooney Shrine. Uh, Mooney, yeah. Other? Well, we talked about Mooney in the beginning. Yeah, Mooney Shrine. Mo- oh, Mooney eight Shrine. Man. I always and, forget and eight man. man. I always forget eight man. I'm you sorry. Can't, I, you can't. You can't I, forget our we eight have, man friends. Yeah, we had because we've got a lot to talk about eight man. Yeah, yeah we had a state record set. Shame on me. Fire me. Um. Okay. Now you're rehired because I need you to finish <laughs> out this show. Um. Merritt's at Deckerville. Deckerville's three and zero after an eighty-two to forty-eight win over Gen- Genesee. The first uh, quarter of the game was forty-six to twenty-four, and Ethan Bowerman scored six touchdowns. Yeah, the impressive part is the second quarter was like eight to eight. <laughs> they were tired. They needed halftime, right, to recharge. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how many like one play drives do you think they had? Five. <laughs> like combined? Five. Yeah, like, like they're just. Or like touchdown, two touchdown, play, touchdown, like. Touchdown. Like, oh, 30 yard chunk play, boom, touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. how do you. How would you, like, being a play by play for that, like, your voice is going to be gone in the end of the first quarter? Well, things are just probably happening so fast, too, that it's it's kind of hard to keep. Oh, God. Track. Could you imagine putting the Twitter updates out mid game? Uh, I, I, I would just give up. <laughs> 
I would just give up on like how how can you? Barman had two seventy eight rushing with seven touchdowns. Willie Brown not even getting talked about this week after two hundred and twenty five yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, and nobody's even mentioning that Willie was at the game. <laughs> yeah, state <laughs> records will overshadow that. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. Um, CPS beat Akron Fairgrove fifty four to nothing. Go Tigers! Uh, and uh, they'll try to keep it going. They've got Sacred Heart. Both teams are one and two in the games at CPS uh, this week. Um, another so another program that I think is headed in the right direction. And uh, Bay City All Saints is two and one, and they're usually respectable. And that's Peck's opponent this week. But Peck went up to Hale and got uh, a 213-yard uh, rushing effort from uh, Nathan uh, Robar. And they pulled out the twenty to fourteen win, and they're three and zero on the uh, the season. And their other two mm-hmm. wins were were pretty impressive. So um, you know, Peck at home trying to make it a four and zero start, and a league game, and probably an important league game. Yeah, no, Peck's uh, been very nice to see with the, that. That well, you said yeah, three and zero. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we'll take a break, and then I'll lament coming back because the next segment is our this week's top ten. And I just I don't know what to do. I don't know what to. Do. I never know what to do each week. Um, and I didn't know what to do this week, so I just did something anyways. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So uh, Brady and I... In our philosophical, I still haven't <laughs> d- I, like, debate. I'm still trying to put one team in there, and that depends where everything else goes. I'm just gonna put them right there, and probably be really off on it. But I'll be honest, Dennis. Before we get into this, two through nine, put them in a blender and see what comes out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like last year, be honest. After what week three, our top ten was like. Exactly the same outside of one and two, like every week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go as far as saying I I would be comfortable putting at number two anybody on my list two through maybe to eight. I could make an argument for nine, but anyway, let's get started. Dennis, uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to start this week? Um, whatever you want to do, you 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 can. Throw it to me first. I'll take the first punch. All right, punch. Dennis, you take the first punch. Who cracks your top ten? I'll, I'll take the first punch uh, at number ten. I, they might have been in the poll preseason for me, uh, but they haven't been recently. Almont gets in this week. They're 2-1. and one. I can't ignore the, the Raiders after uh, three weeks. Um, their only loss is to uh, Monroe St. Mary, a really good football team. And actually, I'm kind of impressed with the the way well, I was told that Elmont's really young and they might struggle this year. But since BWAC play has started, Elmont has not struggled. 
No, um, and that Monroe St. Mary's win, uh, all they've done since is beat Gross Eel, Eel and Carlton Airport by a combined like 80 or 96 to 32. So the, the Elmont Raiders are my number 10 team this week. My number 10 team making their debut in my poll, Cardinal Mooney. They're 3 and 0. They're kicking butt. Uh, they're another team that stock's probably going to keep rising. I don't see them losing the next couple weeks. Just, I don't know. The teams in front of them, I think, are very impressive. Uh, Mooney, I think, is a team right now. I'm not going to say they are, but it's some of these teams, I don't know if they can w- make it to a regional final and compete there. I'm not ready to say that Mooney can't do that. I think they have a bright future, especially if they keep trending in the right direction. Mooney at number 10 for me. Now, Mooney was in my poll last week, they, uh, and they, they had their biggest win of the season. And they actually dropped a notch, but that's because I brought somebody back in mm. that I left out last week and kind of felt bad about, so I put them back in. So Mooney's my number nine team at 3-0. and Okay, we just flipped it. Almont, nine for me. Uh they, honestly, they could, they might be a top three team in the area. I just don't know enough about them. We haven't seen them. We won't. I don't think we'll find out much this week. See what they do against North Branch, but they have a gauntlet to finish out the BWAC. Cross, Lex, Armada, Richmond. We'll know by then what the Raiders are, but they could be five and four and one going into the last three BWAC games. They could leave it four and three. They could leave it seven and one. I don't know. I just know that Almont is my ninth team in my top ten. Yeah, I just I don't think we're going to really fully know about Almont until the BWAC schedule is actually over. Um, I got Ubley at number eight this week. Uh, the Bearcats are three and zero on the season, and they're really good. Yeah, I kept Armada at number eight. Um, That's a really nice win, and I feel bad because they got that prove-it win. That's a win in years past that they lose, and you just go, okay, well, the bottom's falling out of Armada. I feel like I, in theory, I should move them up in my poll because they were eight last week for me. I just don't know who I moved down (laughs) for that. Like. Armada might be a top three team. They beat Richmond this week. They are skyrocketing up the pole. I'll put it this way. They were at eight last week, and it was kind of a wait and see. They are cemented at eight right now. They they have proven a lot to me. Even if they lose to Richmond in a close one, I don't see them falling out of the polls next week. I got a feeling that this is another floopy floppy round for us. <laughs> uh, my number seven team is Armada. Yeah, and my number seven is Ubley. I mean, I said it. I think they're a buzzsaw. So, so we've had the same teams in our 10 through 7, just flip-flopped 9 and 10 and 7 and 8. All right. At, at number 6, I put Anchor Bay back in. They've got to be on this list somewhere. They might uh, – I mean, we could argue till we're blue in the, the face. Uh, they could probably beat anybody in the top 10. I'm just going to put them at 6 because I don't know what to do with them. They're an area team – but they play all their games kind of outside the area. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why, like, Anchor Bay, again, throw them anywhere in there because geographically they're close. Like, we've talked about this before. Harbor Beach is just as close as, like, Flint. Yeah. And it takes just as long to get up to Harbor Beach as it is to Flint, but culturally they kind of identify more. The, the Times Herald has covered them. Where well, Anch- I mean, they play Sandusky, they play right. Ubley, they play Brown City, they play Memphis. They, yeah. They, they, you know, whereas with, with Anchor Bay, yeah, every once in a while, PH or Northern will show up on their schedule, 
but that's because the Mac cross crosses over the blue and the white. Otherwise, they're playing a white schedule with teams, you know, that just aren't from the area, and, and and they were in the red for a while. Again, with everybody that's outside our area, and it seems like I don't know this to be fact. This is speculation, but from what I've gathered. They want to be more Dakota and Chip Valley and Eisenhower and those schools than they do want to be associated with Port Huron yeah. Northern. And I, I'm not going to I'm not going to blame them for that. No, they are size wise. That's who they should be with anyway. But I'm going to tell you, they're a two and one football team, and I think they're pretty good. Um, and so I'm I'm putting them on just out of respect. But I'm going to put them at six because there are teams that we cover. Uh, more verac- vera- with more veracity that are going to be my top five teams. <laughs> Number six, and this is where it really got tough. Like two through six, well, three through six really is where everything worked out. Six is when it got really tough. I put Northern there. Okay. And they have very much impressed me. That was a really nice gut check win over Frazier. And the teams above them, it's splitting hairs. Maybe it's because I've seen the other teams in person and I haven't seen Northern in person. And if I did, I would be higher on them. Just at six is where the Huskies are. And I feel like I could just shuffle these every week because I don't know. This is how I was feeling today. Uh, You know, I almost moved Northern up over a couple of teams that I've had in front of them the whole time. But I kind of copped out the rest of the way. My my number five team is Richmond. That's where they were last week. They won, and everybody who was in front of them won, so they stayed where they are. Number five, this is where I switched it up a little bit. I re- I tried to look at this and go, okay, if I, if I didn't do rankings before now, what would it look like? Like looking at everything I've seen, and even now that I say it, I think I would change some things. But I tried to go into this with an open mind, and I put Port here on at number five. They've, they've had two nice wins. They haven't dominated as much in the last two weeks as some other teams. They lost to Stony Creek, which, again, that's I think most teams on this list lose to Stony Creek. I put them at five. Again, don't feel great about it. Could you make an argument they're number two? Yeah. Could you make an argument they're like number eight? Yeah. So they fell in at five. Now you know why I don't like doing this. Because <laughs> this is this is every this the whole thing is like where do you put these teams? How do we rank? And them? it's the thing where like ignorance is bliss. We only saw like four teams play last year, so we didn't see how good or not good other teams were. And this year, there's a lot of good football being played in the area. Yeah, uh, I've got Northern at number four. Um, I very seriously thought moving them up as high as number two. I'm a little bit higher on the Huskies, but I've seen all three of their games. Um, and, but I'm going to keep them at four. That's where I had them last week. They won. Everybody above them won. They're going to stay at four for now. Number four, I had Anchor Bay. I don't know. I looked. I was like, throw it in a hat. Yeah, well, I, came I, mean, out I with, get it. I came out with four. Again, if you're upset with me, I get it. If you think they – Upset they, with you? I put them at six because I don't know what to right. do with them. Well, I'm saying like everyone listening, like you're like, oh, they shouldn't be that high. I get it. I just don't know. So Anchor Bay at number four. I don't know. They they beat Mott by thirty five points last week. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They they won at Ann Arbor Pioneer in week one by a gajillion. Yeah, I looked at their only loss is Dakota. Right. 
Go ahead. Who's your number three? Uh, at number three, PH1. They were my number three last week. Everybody above them won. I kept them at number three. Yeah, I, have, I moved Richmond up to number three. They started to dominate. They cleaned up penalties. I really think this Richmond team, like I'm saying, they're going to play probably Marine City in a playoff game, in a district game. It's going to be a shame one of those teams have to lose because I think that's going to be two teams that could make a, at least a state semifinal run. Like I think both teams have that that quality to do it. Both defenses are really good, but Richmond, if they beat Armada again, I might have to consider them moving them up, even though my number two team they play in a week. Yeah, uh, and my number two team is Cross Lex. Yeah, same. Um, but but I'm still like, yeah, forty four nothing. They did what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get the ball hardly at all in the second half. Yeah, um, and and I expect them to uh, to win again this week. Um, so I'm going to keep my faith that the, the pioneers are what we think they are mm-hmm. uh, and that they're going to keep winning football games. And so far I'm going to keep them at number two, the same. And then number one, Marine city, Marine city, go listen to what we said last week about Marine city. <laughs> it doesn't change. They dominate. I don't think if they slip up at fits, they'll win by 15 instead of 30. <laughs> like that's just how that's I feel. Your, that's your like up. that's just how I feel about Marine city right now. And I know it's boring, but they're, it's what they are. Yeah. They're 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 pretty solid and again it's it's not just one guy or one side of the ball. They're good on offense, they're good on defense, they're good on special teams. They don't really seem to have a glaring weakness and they seem to have depth and they 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 just seem to have all the things that make them winning and they've got great coaching. And the, they've got an enthusiastic community that loves their football team, and they play at an intimidating stadium. And I just, uh, what is not to like about Marine City, unless you're in that group that loses to them <laughs> every year and you don't like them because of that? Yeah. Which is fine, too. That's well, all part of high school football. Yeah. Well said. So, again, <laughs> recap. Number 10 for me, Mooney. Number 9, Almont. Number 8, Armada. Number 7, Ubley. Number 6, Northern. Number 5, Port Huron High. Number 4, Anchored Bay. Number 3, Richmond. Number 2, Croslex. Number 1, Marine City. I don't feel great about anything from, like, 2 through 9. Like, I could see. Honestly, if 2 through 9 played a tournament, I have no idea who comes out the victory. Uh, two, 2 through 10, I'm kind of in that. You, you could hit a little card shuffler. And it would come out different every time you ask me. But I've got Elmont at 10, Mooney at 9, Ubley at 8, Armada at 7, Anchor Bay at 6, Richmond at 5, Northern at 4, PH at 3, Croslex at 2, and Marine City at 1. All right. And, so. and, and get over it because it's just two guys doing a thing. It's not official. The state isn't taking our stuff and ranking it. Yeah. We're just two guys trying to figure out based on what we know or what we think we know. Yeah. So I have no so idea. relax. So I have no idea <laughs> if anyone's uh, good, bad, and different. This week will tell us a little bit. I'm not. I'm excited for the picks because it will be a lot of fun, but I'm not excited because I think someone might end up with a losing record this week. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. No, I think the worst is six and four. I, I believe we're going to have Matt Chook for mm-hmm. the uh, the picks this week. Because he's helping us out, so yeah, um, he'll take over. Well, technically, your game because you took the game I was going to do and then switched it. Yeah, so <laughs> Shook will be at 
you're in very, very good hands with Matt. Schoen. Yes, uh, he'll 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 do he'll do just uh, just fine. And uh, for for the record, uh, I went to ten and zero in the picks. You went yep. nine and one. Yep. And that means Denny went nine and one. No, he went ten and zero. He agreed with you with Northern. I no uh, no he did, yes because I saw him the next day and he let me know. Oh, no, I, I, I thought he missed a game. I'll no, go. He I'll did go not. back and you look and at it. You and him were chalk. You but, and him. But were any, exactly but anyways, and and since uh, being a guest on our show, Bill Warren is addicted to the picks. Uh, he went nine and one last week. Which one did he miss? Uh, the same one you missed. Oh, he picked against his husk. He picked against. I think I'm gonna have to huskies. take his little uh, blurb out of the picks open then. <laughs> He picked against the the Huskies after bragging about how he took them the the the, the time before that, but uh, I think he was annoyed by how close it was against uh, East Point. See, he doesn't understand though, folks. I saw that game. East Point was not bad. Right. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I I think we've backed ourselves uh, far enough into the uh, corner, so let's just uh, jump over the side and into the river. And uh, we'll talk to you the next time uh, here on the the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.